Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered. This weekly podcast is hosted by Rachel Thornhill, who speaks about her life as a race wife and also talks to other women in the racing industry about their left turns, spin outs, and wrecks on this racetrack we call life. Welcome, 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 beautiful people. Yeah, whoa, beautiful people, beautiful people. Okay, yeah, I know. I kind of went into um, the song, Beautiful People, Marilyn Manson. Look, I haven't listened to Marilyn Manson in so many years. I don't even know why that even came up in my head, but whatever. Uh yeah, guys, it is episode six. So it has been six weeks. Like, that's insane. But, um, yeah. Um, sorry for the, oh, wow. Sorry for the voice. I am, um, I'm doing better, but I'm still getting over the flu. So bear with me. Um, but of course, I wanted to be with you guys for this episode. So I knew that I had to like push through it and talk to you. So if you're new here, I am your lovely host, Rachel Thornhill. And uh, today, episode six is all about. Fear. Yeah. Um, so you're probably wondering, okay, Rachel, what about fear? I mean, we all know what fear is. Yeah, but the thing is, fear is what you make it. Like, is fear your best friend or is fear your enemy? Most of you are probably going to say your enemy, right? Well, it shouldn't be that way. Fear should not be your enemy. Um, And I know it sounds crazy, but I'm just going to go right into it. So the reason why fear should not be your enemy is because fear is here. Fear will always be here. Fear is never going to go away. Now, look. I know you guys are probably thinking, oh, my God, Rachel, you're being such a negative Nancy. And and no and no offense to any Nancys, OK, like, you, but you get what I mean. No, I'm not. What I'm trying to tell you is duality. Is growth, right? Duality creates growth. You cannot have growth without duality, which means you're going to have sad bitch moments, happy bitch moments, whiny bitch moments, crazy bitch moments. Every bitch moment that you can think of. Yeah, I I know I kind of went in this Dr. Seuss type shit just now. Um, I hope I literally hope they don't come after me for that. Uh, But yeah, you get my point. So we have ups, downs, left turns, spin outs, everything in between. Right. So we can't expect fear to never show up in life. Fear will always show up. And sometimes fear shows up when you least expect it. But it's how you handle fear is what's going to determine where you get in life, right? So if you choose to let fear cripple you from doing anything, then yeah, I can see how fear could possibly be your enemy. But when you make fear your best friend, yes, when I said best friend, I mean best friend, okay? Then you don't let fear cripple you because you're able to actually stand fear in the face and be like, look, bestie, you know, look, okay? I'm going to need you to chill the fuck out for a minute. I've got this thing, right? No matter what it is, okay? I've got this thing going on. I don't need you here right now. Okay. Like I don't need your support right now. I need you to 
back the fuck up for a while. Let me do my thing. And then after that, if you need to come in, you can come in. Okay. Like I'm not denying you completely. I just need about an hour or I need about two hours to do this thing. Or I need a day to do this, whatever. Right. Um, and to be honest, y'all, I, I thought the same way you did. Fear is the enemy because obviously fear is what has kept me from doing the things that I needed to do in life, especially this podcast. Like fear is what has kept me from doing a lot of the things that I wanted to do in life. Um, I let self-sabotage create my chaos, but that was all based on fear because I had a fear of failure so bad that I wouldn't let myself get far enough to fail at something. Okay. Now you're probably thinking, well, you kind of saved yourself from, you know, disappointment and shit. No, that's the issue. I ended up disappointing myself even more by self-sabbing my self. self, Oh gosh, y'all. Okay. Words. English hard right now. (laughs) Okay. So I self-sabotaged myself so much to the point where I would never do anything. Like I would get so far and then I'm like, and then I would just get in my fucking head and I'd be like, I fucked it. Fuck. I can't do this. Like who the fuck do I think I am that I'm doing this? Like, I don't like, I don't have, I don't have what it takes to do this. Okay. Like I'll put it to you guys this way. Like I have started business ideas, right? I'm talking about started, started. Okay. The one that I got furthest, I would say, is I had started working on my own clothing line. Okay. It was called Kawaii Blossom. Oh, and trust me, like, I still have the EIN and all that shit. So, like, seriously, like, I, I went that far with it. Like, I I was actually starting, starting the business. Like, not, like, I was filing paperwork and shit. All that. Like, I had the name reserved through the state. All that shit. Like, I was going 100% in. All right. Had the site, had a site set up. Um, I, you know, I'm still working on that. I mean, y'all, I even created my first pieces and did a panel, a fashion panel at Akon, which is one of the largest anime conventions in the country. Okay. So that was whenever we lived back in Dallas, I did a panel on Japanese decora fashion at Akon in Fort Worth. Okay. Um, and that was Akon 28, I believe was which one I went to. And I mean that I had business cards. I I mean, literally I had, I had a call to action on those, those business cards. Like it was a QR code where people could, go and like download things that I had created. Like I created a landing page. I created a whole big ass pl- presentation. I even wore the pieces um, that I created. I mean, I went all out on this. Okay. And literally there was nothing keeping me from launching this business. There was nothing. Now I did have some, hiccups every now and then like I ended up having some health issues and so that kept pushing my launch back but I still could have launched still could have launched like I had everything set up like I had uh vendors set up everything y'all and I literally just pulled the plug on it for no reason no reason whatsoever I just sat self-sabotaged for no reason I don't like, I couldn't even tell you why, why I did it, why I stopped. Like right now, I couldn't even tell you. I got in my head somehow and I was just like, I can't do this. And I don't know how many times I've done that. I've done that with so many different 
like business ventures and side hustles and things like that, I've just gotten in my head and I've just said, fuck, why am I doing this? Like, who am I? Like, hmm, Rachel Thornhill. Well, nobody fucking knows who I am. Like, what makes me think that I can go out and do this shit? But y'all, like, I didn't even give myself a fucking chance. I didn't. Like, I was so afraid to fail, fail that I was just like, fuck it. Like, if if this business venture doesn't work, like, dude, I'm so screwed. I really wasn't. Like, overhead-wise, like, I'm talking about, like, even going down to the finances. There was no reason why I should have given up. There really wasn't. I didn't have the overhead, you know. I mean, sure, I was creating all the designs, but I had somebody that was doing the drop shipping for me. Like, I didn't have the whole inventory unless I truly wanted to. But I, I was just, I just gave up. And I was like, I didn't understand why. Like, now I'm looking back and I'm like, I really don't get it. I, I mean, I really don't know why I just gave up. I spent so much time and effort on that clothing line. Like, I... Like, I had different collections. Like, yo, I went that far out. Like, I created all the designs. I did everything. Like, and I just quit. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why? I mean, and it was cool as shit, too. Like, it wasn't just Japanese decor or fashion, either. It Like, it wasn't just inspired by that. Like, I had K-pop shit. I had J-pop shit. I had you know, anime, like, inspired stuff. I had Asian drama-inspired stuff. Like, I even had, like, one of my call-to-action things, like, it was a landing page. It was a quiz, like, for, like, who, like, kind of like The Bachelorette. It was The Bachelorette, but, like, K-drama actor edition. Like, y'all, I went full-blown with this shit. Like, it, it was fucking insane. But I let fear consume me. Like, so much fear. Because, y'all, first of all, I hate public speaking. And I fucking got up there and I fucking killed it. I killed that shit. I was nervous out of my fucking mind when I went to Akon. Like, and there was quite a few people there. Like, I could probably say in that room, there was probably about 60 people that showed up to my panel. Like, it wasn't some really, really small thing. And... I mean, I answered people's questions like I I did things and, and, you know, shit. I even used somebody in the audience um, as like a kind of like a model because they uh, were wearing clothes that was kind of a subculture of Japanese decor. Like it was based off of that because decor kind of like went away for a while um, and then it slowly started to come back. But there's like this pastel um, subculture of Decora, which is called Fairy K. And there was a couple people in the audience that had Fairy K clothing on. And so like I kind of pointed them out and they kind of, you know, modeled and stuff. And it was really cool. Like everybody was really cool and like really nice. Um, And it made me feel so much better and a lot of people complimented me on like my clothing and like the clothing that I created because they they even started asking. They're like, oh, my gosh, where did you get that? And I'm like, oh, I made this. And like they were, you know, like they were like intrigued by it and stuff. And like I gave out like my business cards as like, you know, a thing at the end. Um, but yeah, like. It's crazy because I was so far into it. And like there was people that was interested in my stuff and I literally did nothing, nothing. I just, I quit. And it's crazy because I could have done so much with it. But I let fear consume me so much that I literally gave up on a dream of mine. Something that I've always wanted to do for a very long time was create clothing, you know, be like a fashion designer. I mean, it wasn't something that I probably would have done as like a full time job or something like that. But no, like I loved creating like I just love being an artist, creating anything like any type of medium. Like it doesn't matter whether it's writing, whether it's drawing, whether it's creating fashion, whether it's creating anything 
Like, I just love to create. And storytelling is another way of creation, you know, is another form of creation, right? And so telling you guys these stories of the things that I've done or the things that I haven't done or whatever, you know, that's creating too. Like, I just love using my creativity and my imagination to take me where it needs to go. And that's how I'm wanting to live my life. But see, fear won't let you live like that. Fear is going to keep you safe, right? But the thing is, there's a difference with being safe and being crippled. You know, like crippled, like with anxiety and and not being able to do anything, like being completely held back. So with fear, yes, you need fear. Fear keeps you safe in certain situations. Like, okay, like for example... Like if you're traveling somewhere and you want to and and you're trying to stay safe, fear is going to keep trying to keep you safe, right? Makes sense. Absolutely. You should have fear at certain times. Um, if we didn't have fear at all, y'all, some of the stuff that people would be doing is unreal. Because obviously you you could be jumping off of cliffs, you could do an automatic kind of stuff. Shit, you probably unalive yourself because You wouldn't be paying attention to things, right? Because you would just have, you'd feel invincible all the time. And we're not like, and I know it's a, it's just a figure, it's a figure of speech, but we don't have nine lives, right? Like, like cats, right? Everybody says, you know, cats have nine lives. I don't truly believe that shit, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's just, a, you know, it doesn't, it's not true, but you know, Yeah, we don't have multiple lives like that. Like, you've got one life here right now. Like, the the vessel that you're in right now, the human vessel you're in right now, you only have this for one time, and that's it, you know? And then you go off somewhere else, whether that means you reincarnate as somebody else or you don't, you know, because some of us don't come back. You know, some of us are on our last lifetime, and that's it. And of course, if you don't believe in reincarnation, that's okay. Um, but that is something that I truly believe in. Also, um, I've done past life regressions, so that's why I believe it because I have I have gone through past life regressions. Now, like I said, if that's not your truth, that's not something you believe in, then I understand that. But for me, I know I've been here multiple times. But anyway. Like that, that's a whole nother thing that we can talk about. Like, honestly, if y'all want to hear more about that type of stuff, I am more than happy to share that shit with y'all. Um, but I can't go into full details about like who I was because some of that stuff I'm not actually supposed to share. And I know this because spirit has told me, um, but I can kind of like, give you an idea of like maybe where I lived or whatever. Like, you know, I could do some of that, but not all of my past lives. Um, only some of them I could actually talk about. But anyway, um, yeah, like fear is the only thing that kept me from doing what I wanted to do. But see, I never thought about making fear my best friend. Like, Honestly, I I was like, man, Fear's a fucking mean girl. Why would I want to be friends with her, right? But when I read the book, Fear is My Homeboy by Judy Holler, it all started to make sense on why you would make Fear your best friend. So the way that Judy puts it, and y'all, I'm not going to quote word for word. I'm pretty much paraphrasing all of this shit. So bear with me is that fear needs to be your best friend because, like I said at the beginning, you need to be able to tell fear when to back the fuck off. But see, you're not going to be able to do that and stand your ground with fear if you don't make fear your best friend. If you make fear your enemy and you constantly are just trying to fight and fight and fight, like not even really fight against fear, just... Just kind of be like, uh, I guess, you know, and just be stagnant, then you can't make fear your best friend. 
See, fear will always be your enemy because you're constantly going to be upset about, well, fuck, I'm constantly letting fear just fucking drive me, man. Like, I don't know why. And it's because you are not getting comfortable with fear. Because if you think about it, fear, fear is at the end of your comfort zone, right? When you start to feel that fear, you know that means right over that fear is the stuff that you need to be doing, right? To get to the next timeline, to level up your life. Because everything that you want is outside of your comfort zone. So fear comes up when to pretty much be like, hey, uh-uh, like you about to go outside of the comfort zone, like back the fuck up. Like pretty much it's like a PA system, right? Like, uh, back the fuck up. Like, do not enter, do not, you know, do not pass go, do not collect $200, you know, fucking monopoly shit. Like, nope, you can't, uh uh-uh. Like, you need to stop right there. Well, that's the issue. If you stop right there, you'll never get where you need to be because fear's constantly blocking you. It's like, oh, uh-uh, like fear's telling me this this ain't the way. Don't go there. Don't go. Don't go over that hurdle. But that's the point. You need to go over that hurdle to get to where you want to go. But if you constantly let fear block you, you're not going to get where you want to be in life. Because you have to get out of your comfort zone to get the things that you want. Like, for example, with, with, with that business, my fear was to launch. My fear was putting myself out there to not play small anymore. Well, guess what? Not putting myself out there, that's exactly what fear wanted. And I gave it. I gave it to fear. I gave, it exact, I gave fear exactly what fear wanted because I was playing small. I didn't want to, you know, I I was like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? But what if it doesn't? You see, we tend to do that. We tend to self-sabotage ourselves when we don't truly know what the outcome is. We don't. You don't know. You don't know if you're if that business would have failed or not. I wouldn't I, I have no idea if it would have failed. I have no idea. But the thing is, I didn't try. I didn't even try to see how it would go. Like, shit, I could have went, I could have even gave myself a goal. You know what? I give myself a year. If it's not going good, I can pull out. But see, I didn't even do that. I didn't even make it to launch day. You see, like, I could have even done it like that. And then at least I would have known how it was going. And then if it would have gone badly, then okay, I could have closed down my business and it would have been no big deal. But see, I didn't even give my chance, give myself a chance to even do that. And I know a lot of us do this. A lot of us don't give ourselves chances. Like, it's almost like we wait. We wait for the perfect time to do shit. Oh, well, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna do this when this happens. Or, oh, I'm gonna do this when... My kids are grown or, oh, I'm going to do this when, um, you know, when I'm not working anymore or I'm going to do this, uh, when I have the time off, why are you waiting? Like, you know, YOLO, like you only live once. Like, why are we waiting for shit? Why are we waiting to do shit? Why are we trying to come up with this? idea that there is only specific perfect times to do stuff there isn't there is no perfect time to do anything you just do it do it when you fucking feel like it and that and right and that means right now because you shouldn't be putting off your dreams period because you're the only one that's keeping yourself from doing it nobody else is keeping you from doing what the fuck you want to do now, we're adults, right? Because trust me, if it all the people that are listening to this need to be adults. If you're not an adult, you shouldn't even be listening to this. But that's okay. Like, I'm not telling on you, but I'm just saying. You shouldn't be a child listening to this at all, okay? But we're all adults, right? 
We have nobody to blame but ourselves if we don't make it where we want to go in life. Because guess what? That has to do with accountability. If we choose to not be accountable for our own actions and we choose to stand in our own way, we have no one to blame but ourselves. And that's with anything. You want that promotion? Go for it. Put yourself out there. Tell them that you fucking want it and improve why you why you should be the one that gets it. But see, a lot of us don't do that. We just sit stagnant. I'll be honest with y'all. Like I'm 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 in the corporate world, right? That's my full-time job. All right. And I've been promoted multiple times. But let me tell you something. I didn't go for those promotions. And those promotions were handed to me most of the time because it's, there was a need in the company and they felt I was best for the job. But I'll be honest with you, most of those uh, most of those promotions, I didn't even want them. I just took them. I took them because it meant more money and it meant a better job title. But to be honest, I didn't think about the responsibility that comes with it. I didn't. And I regret that. I do. I regret it because I realized that it's not that I'm not cut out to be a manager. I'm a good fucking manager. I'm good at what I do. But the thing is, my issue is dealing with other managers in other departments. Okay. Um, I, I have problems with other people in other departments sometimes because Let's I'll be real. I'm one of those managers that don't like to put more work on their people than they have to. I'm one of those managers that takes responsibility for my people. And if if they're having a shitty day because somebody in another department wants to try and add more shit to them when we don't have the bandwidth and we don't have the time for it, I'm going to bat for them. 100%. I stand behind them. Because let me tell you something, my, my department wouldn't run without them. And I'm not about to get have my employee, like the employees that work under me be bullied by another department head when they're just doing their damn work. And trust me, I have it happen. I have had it happen in many positions that I've been in. And I'm telling you, I go, I go to bat for my fucking people. I always do. Because... I know how I train them. I know that they work their asses off. I know that they don't, you know, they don't just fuck around on company time. They do what the fuck they need to do. And they come, they come and they work and and then they go home. I don't expect them to stay after hours and none of that shit. Fuck no. But that's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, I had fear when it came to standing up. For myself in the corporate world. I had fear when it came to standing up for people that worked for me. I did. I had fear because of the fact that in my mind, it's like, oh my gosh, if I stand up, if I stand up and I say something that's not what they want to hear and stuff, oh my gosh, what if I lose my job over it? What if I do this? But see, that's the thing. I didn't truly know. Am I going to lose my job over that? Or am I not? Maybe if I did stand up for them, maybe they would take me a lot more seriously. But that's the thing. I didn't think about that. I kept thinking about worst case scenarios. And that, that I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of us is that we automatically want to think of what the negative would be. We don't even think about the positives of what could be. And that holds us back. A lot. We constantly want to think of the worst things that could happen in the situation, but we don't think about what the good could be. So I think we need to start taking a step back and reflecting on on what could the pros be of us doing something instead of just the cons, because we always think about the cons before we think about the pros. Unless it's something like happy, right? Like, you know, like, oh my God, like this, like this is going to be the best trip ever, blah, blah. But you don't start thinking about the negatives. Like, oh my God, what if my luggage gets lost? 
Like, oh my God, what if, what if I get, uh, like stranded? What if I get robbed while I'm, while I'm over, while I'm out there? What if I don't make it back home in time because the flight gets canceled? Most of us don't think about that, right? If we're, we're going on a trip somewhere or if we're going to do something that's fun. But when it comes to bigger things that are bigger risks, why do we always go to the negative first? Like with the business venture, why didn't I think about, oh my God, like that's so awesome. I'll be starting something, but you know, something that I personally own and I'll be my own boss. And oh my God, this is going to be so great. Why did I start thinking about all the negatives? Like, oh my God, what if I lose money? What if I launch and nobody cares? What if I... You see what I'm saying? What what made me do that? Like, why did I go straight to the negative? Or, oh my God, like, I'm not good enough to do this. The fuck you aren't? Like, you know, I'm thinking back now, like... I'm fucking... I'm fucking badass. Why the fuck would I think that I wasn't good enough to do this shit? Like, I'm enough. I can fucking do this. But see, like, you have to have that confidence in yourself to know that you're capable of doing it. But see, back then, I didn't have confidence. I didn't have a a lot of confidence because... I was a constant people pleaser, especially in the corporate world. That's where that's how I got where I'm at. Even the position that I am in now is because I people pleased. Instead of saying no, I said, yeah, I just said, yeah, even though I didn't even really want the position. Now, now, am I glad that I said yes? Yes, because I do like the position that I'm in. But with that position, it's management, so it comes with response, more responsibilities. But I'm glad I did say yes that time instead of saying no. Because I had said no quite a bit in the past. But I did, I'm did. i glad I did say yes for this. But the thing is, if a, like, let's say another p- position comes along and I'm asked if I'm going to take it, the answer is going to be no. I'm good where I'm at now. I'm good where I'm at. I don't want, so like, I'll put it to you this way. Sometimes in the corporate world, people will be like, well, you should do this because it gives you more visibility in the company. It'll put you like in front of the higher ups more, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'll tell you why. Because to be honest, all it does is constantly put a burden on you. If that's not what you truly want. Now, if you want that, if that's if that's your goal is to constantly climb up the corporate ladder, right? Then fine. That that's that's you. And I'm I'm proud of you and I'm glad that that's what you want in life. But that's not what I want. I don't want to constantly climb that corporate ladder. I don't want to be in corporate till I ret- till 65. That's not me. That is not my that is not my goal in life. Okay? I'll be honest, In three years, I don't want to be working in the corporate world anymore. Period. That is the goal that I have set for myself. In three years, I do not want to be working in the corporate world anymore. Period. I want to be working for myself and I want to have multiple passive income streams to where I don't have to really work. I'm giving myself three years to fucking bust my ass to create multiple passive income streams and be, and do this shit full time. Do my podcast full time, my blog full time, be a content creator full time and have multiple passive income streams and that includes real estate. Like I want to be able to, you know, have a bunch of different investments and do a bunch of different things, okay? And when I say investments, it's not all going to be like rental houses and things like that. No, like, like, I don't want to be that shitty ass landlord. No, like, I'm not one of those type of people. Um, Most of it would probably be commercial because, you know, businesses need buildings and shit. And that that would be my thing. So, yeah, like 
I'm I'm just I'm just telling y'all that's my dream right now. Like my dream is to in three years be the fuck out of corporate because and shit if I do it in less time, great. But three is my max. Three years is what I'm giving myself. I'm going to be completely out of the corporate world within three years. Okay? Because that is me pushing fear. Like, y'all, I'm fucking shaking right now saying this shit. Like, putting this shit out into the universe right now. Like, normally, I wouldn't even say that shit out loud. Okay? And honestly... I didn't even know how long I was going to give myself. I literally just said that shit right now. So guess what? Now I got to make that shit happen. <laughs> okay. Like I just, that was word, the word that came out and now I got to make that shit happen. So I put that out there. Y'all like y'all just heard me. So now I can't back out that three years. Y'all going to hold me to it. I already know. So that that's exactly what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, like, fear would have kept me from doing this. What I'm doing right now, talking to you right now on this podcast, six weeks in, this would not have happened. I know because I tried doing it before, right? And for people that are just hearing me for the first time, um, I talk about that in my first episode how back in 2019, I had started a podcast. It was called Fiery Action. Uh, Some people know about it um, if they've been following me on Facebook for a long time, um, but other people won't, okay? Because, like, when I literally say that I only had, like, three episodes, that's it. Because after that, I got in my head, and I just quit, and I just fucking stopped, and I didn't continue. And that is one thing that I promised myself this year because this is one of my words for 2023. Um, I used to I used to do words, you know, a word every year. But then I stopped doing that shit for a long time. And you know what? Like, now that I started it up again, I'm so glad that I did. Because I realized that that has actually kept me from letting fear take over. Because one of my words for 2023 is consistency. And consistency, it had all to do with this podcast because I knew that my last podcast, I only made it three weeks and that was it. Three weeks was all I made. And I was like, I've got to get past that three week mark. I've got to keep going. I've got to do it every single week and put this shit out. And trust me, y'all, it's hard sometimes. Like, honestly, like right now, like my throat isn't even back to normal because I've been struggling with the flu. But y'all hear me. I'm fucking on this bitch. And I don't care if I end up losing my damn voice because I've got to get this out to you guys every Thursday. And I'm I'm putting that shit. I put that shit in my schedule. I record this bitch every fucking week. And I don't, I do not let anything deter me from recording it. Now, the day I record it, it's not always the same day. Sometimes I record it like on a weekend, like the previous, like the weekend prior. Sometimes I record on a Monday, whatever. But it's never later than Tuesday. It's no later than a Tuesday that I record it because I know that I need time to, you know, put it together and schedule it out and all that stuff. So I, I never record any later than a Tuesday. Now, trust me. I do want to get to the point where I batch record, but you know, I mean, right now I'm roughing it. Like I'm roughing it because like I said, I work a full-time job. Like my day, my day all starts at 6 a.m. My day starts at 6 a.m. Now I'm not working yet, but at 6 a.m. that alarm clock goes off. I've got my morning routine that I got to do and then I start work at 7.30 in the morning and then I get off of work at three, but then I've got other shit that I got to do too. Cause y'all, you know, like y'all got to remember I'm a, I'm a mom. So, and also homeschool, I homeschool my youngest daughter right now. So I've got all that shit going on too. And on top of that, you know, I got to still be a housewife. You know, sometimes I got, I got to cook and I got clean. I got to do shit. And I got this. So, I've got a lot on my fucking plate. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm hustling, fucking hustling right now. All right. And trust me, I don't like hustle culture 
You know, that shit ain't for me. But right now, it feels like I'm doing hustle culture because I know that the only way that I'm going to be able to build my empire is putting in the work, right? And this is my empire. My media company, Loon Femme, so Loon Femme, it means magic girl, like moon girl, right? Moon girl. So like, it's a magical thing, right? So moon is loon in French and then femme, female, you know, um, in French as well. And obviously you guys know, you know, my background, um, being Creole, uh, French is a big, is, is obviously the, the language that we speak. Well, of course I am learning <laughs> French. Like I, I don't fully speak it. I know some words, but I don't know much anyway. So the reason why I picked moon girl is because, um, the moon is like my favorite thing. I love the moon. I, I think the moon is so magical and I've always been very tied to the moon. Um, there's just something about it. And so like, I mean, I even have a moon child cup that like a mug that I use all the time. And it's my favorite thing in the fucking world. Um, and I have like a moon necklace that I have with crystals on it and everything moon related. Like Sailor Moon was my is was my favorite growing up. And so obviously, you know, in a way it's kind of a tribute to her as well because like I was always into the magic girl anime stuff. So Sailor Moon, Card Cape Caper Secura you know, all of those type of things. So that like that stuff like just makes me warm and fuzzy on the inside. Um, and so I love those type of animes. So, you know, um, so yeah, like all those type of cartoons and things like that. Um, I've always been really drawn to. So like Sailor Moon was my favorite. So it's kind of like, uh, I guess it's kind of like a tribute to everything that that is me Um, because I'm just I'm this like geeky type chick, you know, like I love anime and then I love K-pop and J-pop and I love Asian dramas. And I, I, you know, I also love like Star Wars and Marvel and and stuff like that. So it's like, I've always been one of those. Oh, and then Dr. Who as well. So like, yeah, all of that. So I love all the, you know, like all the nerdy geeky type shit. And it's like, I kind of just like wanted to come up with a name that represented me. Um, and that, that's probably the closest thing, right? And so, like, and then also, like, I kind of sometimes give off, like, this boho hippie vibe thing um, when it comes to, like, my beliefs, especially, like, with my spiritual beliefs. Like, a lot of people kind of, like, think of me as, like, uh, a hippie, I guess. Um, and then some of my some of my beliefs, I guess, are kind of progressive, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so you tie all that in and then you've got, you've got pretty much Loon Femme. Like, Loon Femme is, is me. It's everything about me. It's in, like, this podcast, uh, books that I will be writing. Um, I cannot tell you when that stuff will come out. I actually have one book that's already written. It's a book of poetry and it's about greek goddesses and i have not um i have not put that out yet but yeah you you guys will find out more about that eventually but things like that like i have you know i have so much shit that goes up in this head all the time like in my head i have ideas just pouring out like when i say i have like notebooks upon notebooks 
filled with shit that I want to do. Like, to find the time to do all that stuff would be insane. But, like, yeah, I have so much shit that I want to do that I want to put out for you guys. Content that I want to put out. Journals that I want to do. Um, planners that I want to create. Um, books that I want to write. Oh, gosh, like, so many different things that I want to create for you guys that, like, I don't, I don't even know, like, who has all the time for this shit? But yeah, like, y'all, but I love doing this. This is what I want to do forever. Like, this is what I want to do as my full-time job is creating content for you guys. Because this is something I love to do. I don't want to work in a corporate world. Fucking slinging papers and fucking dealing, onboarding clients and doing all this other shit. Like, no. Like, that ain't me. Like, I do it because it's my job. But, like, bro. Like, this is the shit I want to do. Fucking talking to you guys. Fucking just bullshitting. Fucking, you know, creating videos. Creating blogs. You know, creating merch like fucking t-shirts and shit like and that's another thing too oh my 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 clothing line it's gonna it's fucking coming back i am re i am reviving that clothing line um now i'm gonna change it up because obviously a lot of those designs that i created in the past that they're not they're not what i would want now because obviously i've evolved in my graphic design um, but yeah, like merch is definitely going to be coming. Like y'all are going to see some shit. Like there's going to be stuff that you've never seen before. Uh, I'm going to definitely be doing that. That is going to come back. Um, and I'm going to be doing merch that's outside of Kawaii Blossom. Um, because it's not going to fit the aesthetic. So, but it's going to fit Race Wife Unfiltered big time. And I'm telling you this because it's going to be merch. Like, it's going to be racing merch. But it's different. It's going to be shit that y'all have never seen before. Because, you know, yeah, you know, people do the typical t-shirts and shit like that. No, we're doing something different. I'm not going to tell you. But we're doing some shit. We're doing some different shit this time. Because, like, no. Um, I want y'all to look. I want y'all to look cute. Shit. Like, we're bougie as fuck. Like, we need to be looking cute. Like, we don't need to be just, like, wearing just regular t-shirts and shit. No. Like, I want y'all to be up in those stands looking. I mean, you know, I'm talking about on the level of game day tailgating. Like, those girls, they put, they got some fucking fits. Like, we are going to go all out like that. Okay? Like, that's the type of shit we need. All right. You know, yeah, we can wear these little T-shirts and, you know, our jeans and shit like that. But no, like sometimes we want to look cute. We want to look we want that type of uh, aesthetic, too. All right. And no, we should have that at the racetrack. Since we need to be in those stands like that, too. So, you know what? That's the type of aesthetic I'm going for. We gonna have those bougie fucking, you know, Right? No, we, instead of game day dresses and shit, we're going to have race day dresses. We're going to have all that type of shit. We're going to be looking cute up in the stands, all right? Because we need we, we need that too. And that's, yeah, like, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. That's the type of shit that's coming. And honestly, I wouldn't even be doing any of this if fear was keeping me from doing it. And guess what? It's not. Fear's not going to keep me from doing this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do this shit scared. Okay, sure. I'm scared on my fucking mind trying to do all this, but I don't care. Because guess what? My drive and my passion for this, you know, is exceeds. It exceeds what fear is trying to do to me. It does. Fear is not going to be able to keep me from doing this. Because I want this so damn bad that I won't let fear Keep me from doing it. And I hope that all of you don't let fear take all of that from you either. I want you to go out there today, tomorrow, 
no matter what, I want you to do it before next week's episode. Because next week's episode is going to be a not a paid subscriber episode. I've decided to not make that one a paid subscriber episode because I want to hear back from some of you what you did, what you did that was completely out of your comfort zone. I want to know exactly what you did outside of your comfort zone. And you know what? I'm going to feature some of the things that you say in that next episode. So, I want you guys to share on social media. Doesn't matter. You know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. Share what you did either this week or sometime next week before Thursday. Okay? What you did that took you completely out of your comfort zone. Let me give you a deadline. I need it before Tuesday next week, okay? So between now and Tuesday, I want to know what you did that kept you going, like literally took you completely out of your comfort zone. I want to know. So you guys share that shit to me. Hashtag it if you need to, if you're doing a separate post or you can, you know, you can post it underneath um, my podcast post. You can comment if you need if you need to. But um, either way, I want to know what you did that was outside of your comfort zone. And I'll pick a few. I'll pick a few and I will read them before the start of the episode. Okay, guys. So I will see you on next Thursday for episode seven. And I'm looking forward to reading all of your posts. So talk to you guys soon.